In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, family. There are many lessons in our journey with God that are absolutely necessary when growing in our journey with God, when growing closer to God. And these lessons are not fun, they're not easy, and they can be very discouraging. And because of these lessons, many people can easily fall away from God, can walk away from God. Today we hear this woman who is desperate, who wants something good. She's praying for something good. She wants her daughter lessons. I want to make this point very clear that the lessons that she is about to go through that I'm going to explain are absolutely necessary and they're actually more important than her receiving what she wants. Than even her receiving the healing of her daughter. It's even more important than that. Which is actually why God allows us to go through this process of these series of lessons. The very first lesson that this woman has to face in this experience of coming to God is she has to experience silence. Silence. How many of us, when, the, when we've come to God and we've prayed and we've begged and we asked and we had so much confidence and we only receive silence from God? Oh, that can be very discouraging. I can't tell you how many people have come to me and said, Father, I've prayed and I've begged and I've seen no change. Everything is the same. And all I'm getting from God is complete silence. No answers, no signs, no nothing. What do I do? And that silence can be very, very nerve-wracking because it seems as though God is not there and, and we could be tempted to believe that God is not there and that God doesn't care and that God is doing good for everybody else. And, and that can be very exaggerated when you're hearing nothing from God. Everybody else's good things start to get exaggerated and all of a sudden you feel like God has just forgotten you and you're all alone. My brothers and sisters... God is silent with this woman, not because he doesn't care or because he wants her to feel left out or rejected or abandoned. He actually silences, or he stays silent because he wants to teach her how to be silent with God. Because when we come to God, we don't know how to be silent. We come to God with our list. We come to God with our commands. And sometimes we don't even care about God. We're not really even actually looking for God. We're not looking for a relationship with God. What we're looking for is what we want from God. And God stays silent with us because he literally wants to train us how to be silent because the silence is healing. One thing that I just, I am more convinced of more than ever, I just actually not, uh, not this past week, but the week before, I was on a silent, five-day silent retreat. And when I walked into that silent retreat, let me tell you, I walked in there, guns blazing. Annoyed, 
irritated. No offense. I love you all, but I just wanted to punch anybody who came my way. You know when you're like that? When you're just like, what is your problem? Like you're literally talking to yourself. You're like, what is your problem? You have no khaliq. Your patience is literally as, as tiny as, as, as a little seed. You have no patience. And you're just angry for no reason. I'm going to be honest with you. We get like that too. We are not robots. Okay? I got like that. I walked into the retreat. I looked at the priest and I said, Father, be careful now. He's like, what? Okay, all right. Slow down, buddy. I was like, Father, don't, don't tick me off. I will go off on you too. Because I had a spiritual director. I was not well. And you know what I realized? I realized that I was going at 150 miles per hour. Mentally, emotionally, psychologically, I was going at 100 miles per hour. And you know what? It was the busyness of life. And it was too much. The overwhelming demands of life and the responsibilities and the worries of life that were causing me to go even faster and faster and faster. By the time I had to come to the silence, there was no way I could stop that car. I couldn't stop that car. It was moving so fast. And that's exactly where the devil wanted me. He wanted me to go so fast. He wanted me to be filled with so much anxiety which is what St. Paul talks about today. He says, have no anxiety about anything. Like, boy, what, what world is he living in, right? Clearly he's not living in 2023. But of course, they had struggles at that time too. Anxiety is not something that's new. It's known to man at, at, at every single stage of life, in every walk of life, in every year of life. Every generation experiences anxiety because what the devil wants is to keep us busy from being able to be still in God's presence. Because when you are still in silence with God, you feel him, you see him, you experience him, you hear him. And the devil does not want that. The devil wants you to be going 100 miles per hour. He even wants you to be going 100 miles per hour in your prayer life. Lord, give me this. Lord, do this. Why aren't you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you? And we just go on and on and on. And we don't know how to just sit and be. You're just able to just be silent in the same room with them. You don't have to say anything. I don't have to say anything. They don't have to say anything to me. And we can just be together. Just sit and just be silent with God and not need answers and not need graces and blessings and this and that. Just be with him just to waste time looking at God's beauty, just to allow the silence. Let me tell you this, you guys. Silence actually has a sound. Silence has a sound. It's that beautiful sound of white noise. And when you're still enough, still, and I mean not fidgeting, not moving around, not grabbing your Bible, not grabbing your books, not saying your rosaries, but just being still with God is absolutely healing. Do you see that? Feel that peace. You feel that? The stillness of God. And that's what he's teaching this woman. He's not trying to be silent with her because he doesn't care. He's trying to teach her how to just be with him, 
how to be still with him, how to stretch her heart to get out of her desires and what she wants and just learn how to be with him. And she, she does. For a moment, she does. And it's actually that silence that gives her the confidence to go back. Because when we're, si when we're silent, or when God, by the silence of Jesus, she's fed by it. She feels nourished by it. So then what does she do? She goes back to him. The next lesson that, that she needs to learn is the lesson of people around her, the challenge of the people around her. You know who, who's actually challenging her today? Who's actually discouraging her in this, in this process of getting closer to him? It's actually the apostles of Jesus. It's not other people. It's actually the apostles mocking her and saying, Lord, please tell this woman to just, she's annoying. Get her out of our face. These are the people that are closest to Jesus. And in our process of coming to God, we can be discouraged by the people around us. We can be discouraged by the very people that are closest to us, our spouse, even. We can be discouraged by them. We can feel mocked by them. We can feel frustrated with them. They just don't get it. They're not you, who you're trying to go to, to help you, literally just don't show up. The, even your best friend is not able sometimes to do anything for you when you're desperate, when you're hungry and you need something, and you go to your friends, and nobody is there for you. Whether they mean it, whether they don't mean it, it doesn't matter. Sometimes you're just left alone. And God literally wants us to learn how to be alone sometimes. Yes, we do need to have certain people in our lives. Sometimes we do need to know when we need to run to them. But sometimes God literally lets you have nobody. Because in having nobody, who do you have to turn to? Yeah, you have nobody else to turn to. And sometimes God needs to literally just make you feel like you have nobody to realize you have everything in him. The next thing that she has to learn is learning how to hear the no from God. Jesus literally says, it's not fair to take what belongs to the children and throw it to the dogs. It almost seems like Jesus is insulting her. He's saying that, that the non-Jews are basically dogs and the Jews are the children and they deserve it and she doesn't. That's what it sounds like. She literally has to learn how to hear no from God. And sometimes in our faith life, we don't want to hear no. And so what Jesus does, what God does is sometimes he makes it seem like he's even saying no to you. God never says no, by the way. God never says no. When he says no, it's because there's something else. It's because there's something greater. But God never just says to you, no, go deal with it on your own. That's it. That's all you're getting. No. It's never like that. God doesn't work that way. When God says no, he's saying no because there's something else. And are we okay with that something else? Are we able to deal with the no? Are we able to handle the no from God? Are we able to stay with him and believe that the no is not a no, something greater? And you know what's so beautiful? Is that this woman, my goodness, her faith, her faith is so just stop. She's so persistent, she does not stop. 
She stops at nothing. Nothing is going to stop her. None of these lessons are going to stop her. None of these lessons are going to make her run away. She's going to push even further into Jesus. She literally, it says, she prostrates herself before him. Meaning she literally lays her whole entire body on the floor before him. Because she realizes that in all of these lessons, she literally has nothing. She has nothing. She has nothing. And you guys, we have creating to face that we literally can do nothing. We have nothing. No matter what, everything that we have can literally be taken away from you in seconds. And God and life owe you nothing. When we have to be in that place, it is so hard. But sometimes we have to be in that place to realize who is God and to realize that when we have nothing and when we are nothing, we have everything in Him. And that's exactly what that woman does. She realizes that she has nothing, so she literally just throws herself on the floor before Jesus. And guess what? In accepting that nothingness and acceptingly helpless and hopeless, she receives exactly what she wants and needs. And the trials and the tribulations that come that weaken us so much, nothing from this homily, I want you to hear this. The measure of your trials and tribulations and discouragements should not be the measure by which you walk away from God. They should be the measure by which they actually give you confidence in God. And that, my brothers and sisters, is what real faith is. It's not easy. It sounds inhuman. But like St. Paul said today, with Christ, I can do... With Christ, you can do all things. I can do all things. Come out much closer to God. More, more wise.